Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. This is my Religious Struggles, the podcast. Welcome to episode three of My Religious Struggles, the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about discipleship versus membership, which I think is an important um, topic. Bouncing off from what we spoke about last time, Kennedy, um, where we mentioned discipleship versus membership and how the church has been affected by the confusion between the two. Um, So tell us a little bit more about the difference between discipleship and membership so what is membership what is discipleship it's interesting um hello 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 everyone it's interesting that my my struggle actually came out of this experience in terms of coming to christ and i spoke about the, the, the last time when i came to christ the first time nobody helped me um came alongside me and discipled me so i can remain um one of jesus followers And so what happened in the process is that I strayed. I strayed away because the church's objective is to make members. Jesus' objective is to make disciples. And there's a difference between being a disciple and being a member. Um, Discipleship brings about unity. Unfortunately, Christianity brings, or membership brings about conformity. Discipleship brings about um, compassion, whereas Christianity is about competition. If you look at discipleship, um, we are ready to be like Jesus. Christianity is that we're ready to kill for Jesus. And so there's a, there's a dichotomy between actually being a disciple and being um, a member. And that's my point. My point is what has happened over the years is that Christianity has been hijacked. It's hijacked to the point where we begin to follow what the world says rather than what the word says. So when you look at Jesus, for example, in Matthew chapter 4, he called his disciples. He called Peter, James, John. He called um, um, all his followers. He literally called them. They were called by him. And we need to understand that God also calls us. And so when God calls us, he is signing us up to be who he wants us to be, not who the church wants us to be. So if you look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, it says, for even here unto what ye called, for even here unto what ye called, because Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his footsteps. So notice, for even here unto what we called. So we were called by God, and we, we are called to follow in his footsteps. So a disciple then is a follower of somebody else and in order to follow that person you need to know who that person is so if you're a disciple of jesus you need to know who jesus is and to know who jesus is you must know what the word of god says who jesus is so you can be a a member and not know jesus you can be a member and not know the word interesting you you don't have to know the word Mm. in order to, Mm. to be a 
a, a, a member, but to be a disciple of Jesus, you must know who Jesus is and you must mm. be following Jesus. So if right. you're not following Jesus, then you're following the church because the church's emphasis is on membership. It is not yeah. on discipleship. And so if we, so yeah. if we were to give, um, just say in layman's terms, someone wants a definition, say, okay, I go to church. I'm a Christian, you know, um, Am I, um, how do I distinguish between whether I'm a mem just a member or I'm a disciple? So I know you've given some things there, but if you were to break down yes. and give an example of, okay, this is what a member looks like, this is what a disciple looks like. Okay. You have, you have to ask yourself the question, um, um, am I following Christ? So whenever there's a situation that comes up in our, in our, in our minds about, because you're going to always have, there's always going to be conflict. Mm, mm. there's always going to be conflict as to whether i am a, a follower of christ i'm a follower of the church sometimes we, we ignore it because we think that they're one and the same but mm. now that you are aware of it and, and, and the bible says in acts 17 and verse 30 in times of ignorance god winked at but now commands all men everywhere to repent so once you have a knowledge now you're gonna you have to repent and if you're not ready to repent it means you're a member if okay. you want things to continue as a status quo, then you're not going to repent. You want things to remain as they are. So mm. here's what happens. Here's what happens uh, um, um, in the process. Whatever the church is doing, you've got to examine it in the context of the word of God. Are they right. following the word of God or are, are these traditions? Because in Matthew chapter 15, uh, Jesus pointed out that we are more concerned about following the traditions of men than we are following the traditions of God. And so you've got to examine every single area of your life to find out, am I conforming to the word or am I conforming mm. to the, 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 the dictates of the church? Right, right. So what's a, what's a good example of, if you can think of something like a oh. typical example of um, a Christian person or a member conforming to church instead of the word of God. Okay. So for example, um, um, we have abdicated our responsibility as disciples and we have given that responsibility over to the pastor. So the Bible okay. says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right, right. When we become members, we are no longer concerned about making disciples because Jesus' last command to us in Matthew chapter 28, he says, mm. all authority is given unto me both in heaven and on earth. Mm -hmm. Go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing right. them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you, not what the church commands you, what have I commanded you? So here's what we have done. We have abdicated our responsibility then and given it over to the pastor. Okay. Because we are paying the pastor, therefore, to make disciples. When God told us individually that we're the to ones, go yeah. And make disciples. We have to go and make the disciples, not the pastor. And so what we have done, therefore, in that context, it is easier than for the pastor to do it because he's being paid. But what we don't understand is discipleship, for example, is something that we do on a daily basis. It's actually a, a part of our lives. And that's the beautiful thing that I love about God. What I love about God is that he asks us to do things we are already doing in our lives. Mm. So, for example, so for example, 
as a disciple, if you have children, you have to disciple your children. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> if you if you if you um, um go on a new job, you must be discipled on that new job. Right. You go to school, your 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 teachers are discipling you. So discipling is actually more um organic or more normal to us than we think. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's that's the fascinating thing about God is that he doesn't mm. ask us to go outside of what we're already doing. As Out of the ordinary, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He created us to be disciples and to disciple. So that's why right. he says, go ye into all the world and make disciples of all men. But what we have done is, here's, here's, and here's a membership and discipleship differentiates again. Membership concentrates on what goes on in the church. Discipleship talks about what happens in life. Right. That's deep. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discipleship is about life. Membership mm. is about the church. And therefore, it affects even our very worship. Mm. Because what we don't understand is that God designed us to worship 24-7. And when we are discipling, by the way, when we are carrying out God's will, we are worshiping. Right. Yes. Yep. 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 So when you go, to, when 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 you are raising your children, when you're discipling mm-hmm. your children, you are worshiping. Yeah. In fact, yeah. 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 When you're on the job, and it's a new job, and somebody's discipling you, if they understand who this God is and who we are serving, what they're literally doing is worshiping, mm. because they are preparing you for not, and, and that's why discipleship is about life. Whereas membership restricts you to the church and what the church is doing. That also creates dissonance for us. Here's the reason why it creates dissonance for us. The reason why it creates dissonance for us is that when we get to church, therefore, we have restricted worship then to things that we do in church. So we don't therefore see what we're doing, like taking care of our children, like being the, the, the kind of wife that God wants us to be, being the kind of husband that God wants us to be. And by the way, husbands and wives disciple each other. That, that, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Elaborate on that a bit more. I'm interested in that. Yes, because, see, God, again, is the one who gave us marriage. Yeah. So when God gave us marriage, we don't compete with each other. We complete each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the areas in which you are strong, I am weak in. So one right. spouse is strong in this area. The other spouse is weak in this area. This mm. spouse is strong in this area. And this spouse is, is weak in that area. Weaker, yeah. Right. So what we do now is that we now help each other in the areas that we have our strengths. And that's why marriage, that's why we become one. Mm. And that's why the enemy should not be able to come in and destroy the marriage because the marriage brings about oneness. Mm. What we do is because, mem- okay, membership causes us to focus on not, not on, on completing one another, but competing with one another. Whereas discipleship, we recognize, okay, this is my strength. This is your strength. How can I now help you? How can I bring you along with me so that we can become 
we can just therefore destroy the enemy, get rid of the enemy because we are we are operating from a position of strength. Membership causes us to operate from, from a position of weakness. So I, therefore, in the areas that I am gifted in, I help you. And wow. the areas you're gifted in, you help me. And that's where discipling takes place. And that's what discipleship is all about. So what is it about the church, though? Why, why, where have we gotten this from? How has the church gone so far from what was expected, what was asked of us back in Acts to where we are now, where our focus is so heavily on membership? Because I think this is where I understand completely the difference as we've explained it, between discipleship and membership. I understand that it makes sense. I understand that it's something that comes natural to us. I understand it's the way God created us. And so it makes sense that that's what he would ask of us because he's not asking us anything outside of the ordinary. Right. Why have we moved so far away from that as a church? <laughs> because we have, we have abdicated our responsibility. It is easier for us, therefore, to give over responsibilities to, and we always blaming. If we go back, let's go back to Genesis. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. In Genesis, we discovered that when Adam and Eve sinned, they began blaming one another. So in membership, we pass on the blame to one another. In membership, we are not, our focus does not become Christ. Our focus becomes our pastor. Our focus becomes what the church is doing. Our focus becomes good works rather than righteousness. But- but is that the, and I'm probably coming back into exactly what you said, blame, <laughs> yeah. but is, is that the fault of, or maybe it's one particular fault, but does that lie with the members? Does it lie with the leadership? Like, because I suppose the next question coming on from that is then how does a leader of a church, how does a pastor of a church ensure that his church is about discipleship rather than membership? So when you say, for example, as members, we abdicate that, our responsibilities to our leadership um isn't that isn't that somehow i i, I don't know maybe I'm, I'm maybe i'm trying not to use the word blame and fault but i'm trying to figure out whose fault is all of this <laughs> yeah it's, it's all our fault um it's not just it's not just the pastor's fault um it's also our fault um and true yeah we, leadership also counts but discipleship is about the individual, not about the church. It's not about the pastor. It's about your accountability to God. And so that's why the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Again, we have abdicated our responsibility and give it over to the pastor. And so we get the pastor to study for us. In order for the pastor, therefore, to control us and be in charge of us, what we have to do, therefore, we must, as a result of, of, of that, then rely on the, the, the pastor. Because, and for the pastor, therefore, to continue to maintain control, one of the things that he must do is that he must, um, <laughs> he, he, he must therefore, keep us as invalids. He has got to, therefore, in order to control individuals, you cannot tr- control individuals who are independent thinkers. You therefore have to keep people dependent. Mm, mm, so mm. so, so what, what, what ministers normally do, and they do it most times, they do it um, um, unconsciously, is that they keep us coming back to them. 
because if they give us the, 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 the freedom and the opportunity and the independence to become who God wants them to become, then we can no longer rely on them. We are not mm. relying on God. So we have to learn, therefore, to, to, to depend upon the spirit. So the spirit of God, therefore, has to be directing our lives rather than the flesh. Mm. So when we allow the spirit of God, here's, here's how Jesus did it. Here's how, because remember, he's our example. Remember, yeah. Jesus, by the way, Jesus was the first disciple. Right. right. He was a disciple before the foundation of the earth was laid. Mm. So that's why he's calling us to be disciples because he relied totally on his father. Um, um, and John chapter 12, John chapter 8, verse 26, John chapter 8, verse 28, John 12, 49 and 50 tells us that Jesus did not even speak a word unless he got that word from his father. Mm. So it's about learning to totally rely on God, not totally rely on the church, not totally rely on the pastor, pastor but to right. learn to rely on God. And so when right. we learn to rely on God to tell us what to say, to tell us what to do, to tell us where to go, to tell us when to go. And by the way, he will do that. He did mm. it for Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. And Jesus being our example, he will also do it for us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast, where we reconcile what the church wants and what God requires. If you would like to get in touch with us or have any comments or questions, you can email us at kingdomuniversitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingdomuniversitynetwork. I'm your host, Francesca, signing out. See you next time right here on My Religious Struggles the podcast.